Hello, hello, this is Real When Shared, and this episode is part one of um, my Thailand experience. I went to Thailand in 2018, and I went backpacking by myself. I am splitting this into multiple parts because there is a lot to talk about, and I don't want the episodes to be too long. Um, So I'm going to share little bits and pieces of what I remember. I'm going to try to do it in order of the backpacking trip, but it might be out of order. Depending on, you know, what comes to mind as I'm talking about the whole experience and the whole journey. Okay, here we go. So I didn't plan anything. I basically went with no itinerary, um, except for the idea of maybe I'll explore the south first and then fly up and explore the north and then yeah and I just knew that I was flying into Bangkok and flying out so I had nothing set in stone the only thing I had planned was where I was first going to stay when I got to Bangkok because I needed somewhere to stay when I landed so I only had the very first hostel planned out and booked and I think that was only maybe a night or two when I first got there but nothing else was planned there was no itinerary and that freaked out my mom and my family they They're like, you're going to die. Why are you doing this? (laughs) So the months leading up to this trip, I was um, part of this group on Facebook for solo female travelers, which gave me um, some courage and inspiration. And actually, I was originally planning to do like the four countries down there and do Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam, Laos, and then back to Thailand and do a little loop. (laughs) and explore four countries. And I'm like, I'm still kind of bummed I didn't do that, but I'm, I'm happy with how things turned out. I just ended up enjoying my time in Thailand so much that I just was like, my, I want, I might as well explore all of Thailand. But anyway, so I was part of this group and everyone was very helpful and motivating and reassuring. And one of the biggest tips, I think I said this before, um, but anyway, that one of the biggest tips I got was Don't plan anything in advance because when you're solo traveling, you're going to want to meet other solo travelers as well and hang out with each other. And you need to have an open schedule and an open itinerary so you can, um, you know, adjust to what they're doing and be open minded and open to changing things up or being spontaneous. And if you have a set schedule or something is set in stone, then you can't really go with your new friend that you made because you already booked a hostel and you know you're stuck and then you can't, or you can't do an activity because you planned a different activity by yourself. So, um, yeah, so that was the biggest, uh, tip I got was don't plan anything. So I didn't plan anything. So anyway, before I even got to Thailand, one of many misadventures, the very first one happened before I even got to Thailand. It happened in Japan because I had a tiny layover there to, um, you know, catch the next flight. I had a little hop, skip and a jump to Japan and then to Thailand. And then, um, so yeah, in Japan, um, when I was like going through my stuff, I was like looking for my flip-flops because I wanted to change into them and be ready for when I landed in Thailand. And somehow in the airport or, or along the way, I had lost my flip-flops. And I was like, shit, I have nothing to wear. Like, I didn't want to wear boots and shoes when it's going to be sweaty and hot outside, you know. I'm coming from Canada to Thailand. And I needed my flip-flops. And I was like, shit, I have to go buy shoes in this Japan airport. 
And that was like a culture shock in itself. I didn't even leave the airport. And I was like, holy heck, I can't read a single sign. And no one understands what I'm saying. It was, I was like, oh my God, how am I going to even survive Thailand? <laughs> but I, I found a shoe shop and I bought these ridiculous high-heeled floral flip-flops. It was all I could find. But I had to buy something to wear because I had, I didn't want to wear like boots with socks and be like, like have sweaty feet, you know? So that was the first thing that happened. And I was wearing these ridiculous flip-flops, but it, they were killing my feet and I didn't last long. So like, I was like, when I land in Bangkok, I need to find something on my feet ASAP because if I'm walking around backpacking, I can't be in heels. So I was like, this is just a, t- a temporary solution. Um, so that was the first like thing that happened and then oh also I was trying to like find my gate and the people couldn't really understand me I went to like some help desk and they're like oh you actually can't enter the country basically is what they were saying uh you need a visa and I was doing my research and I was there for um the right amount of time where I didn't actually need a visa and I was trying to explain to them like no I don't need it I'm not there that long um I'm leaving Thailand I'm going to like because I had planned to leave and go to Cambodia next or Vietnam or something I was like no I'm going I'm going somewhere else I'm coming back and I was trying to explain that to them but it took so long I almost missed my flight but I made it so I land in Bangkok and the first thing I notice is the heat like it is it was sweltering I was sweating instantly um I can't remember when I I think it was nighttime I arrived so I went oh it was I had to inform him that it was going to be like a late check-in um I arrived in the evening but it was still like sweltering hot I noticed it right away the humidity um but I checked into my hostel and um no one was like really around. It was such weird vibes. I like, I picked the wrong hostel, but <laughs> um, I checked in and yeah, it was the first thing I noticed. I can't really remember my first thoughts at the first hostel. Um, I just knew that the next day was going to be chaotic and it was. So first things first on the agenda, obviously, was I needed different shoes. And so I left my backpacking bag and everything in the hostel and I set out on a mission to find flip-flops and I looked ridiculous in my um floral high-heeled things but I was like I gotta do it um but oh my gosh I remember how overwhelmed I was because the driving was so insane and chaotic to me I didn't even know how to cross the road (laughs) And I'm I'm just on foot. I'm not I'm not even driving. And I was like, how are people not crashing? It was just so overwhelming and overstimulating to me. I've never felt that before. And um I had this thing, oh someone else recommended this to me before I left called Maps Me, which was a lifesaver. It saved my life, seriously. So I didn't have to like use data and if I wasn't near Wi-Fi, I could have this thing called Maps Me and Offline Maps. And I could just see where I was walking and it would always show you which way you're facing. So it helped me. And I was like looking on there for like a store that would sell shoes. I couldn't find anything. And I was so hot. I needed a drink. I needed some food in me and I couldn't find it. I didn't, I didn't know where anywhere to eat yet. Um, like I had just got there. All I could see were like bananas on a stand and stuff. And I was like, I like, I'm not testing like a side, like street food out right now. 
Also, I was like newly vegan as well. And I, I just didn't know where to go. And then I saw a Starbucks like on the map and I was like, okay, I'm just going to get to Starbucks, relax, have a, have a breather moment and just, you know, figure out where I can find some shoes. <laughs> I was a little bit like disappointed in myself though. Cause I'm like, I am in Thailand and I am sitting in a place that is all over America. And I was so mad at myself. I'm like, couldn't I, couldn't I just be in a coffee shop, you know, owned by people in Thailand, not an American friggin' business. I was so upset with myself. I was like, I couldn't believe I was the first thing I was doing on my Thailand trip was sitting in a damn Starbucks. But I had to do it. I just had to like figure shit out in a place that was semi-familiar, you know, um, because I was just way too overwhelmed and I could not, I had nowhere, I couldn't read anything. I, yeah, I was, it was so difficult. I had to just like get my bearings. Um, and then I set out and I, I did find a small shop. I bought the first thing I found because it was going to take too long. So I found these thick, ratty flip-flops and I bought them because I needed something. They weren't high heels, so they were better than the Japan ones, <laughs> but they weren't much better. So I got these chunky flip-flops and I tossed out the Japan ones. So that problem I thought I solved, but you'll see later on that I, I didn't actually solve that problem. <laughs> Um, and then I made my way back to the hostel because the first part of my Thailand experience, I was like, why not go south? I wanted to hit the beaches first, get a tan. Oh, and actually this is another reason why I wanted to go south. The full moon was coming up in a couple days. So I landed just in time to like, if I caught a night bus that night and made it down south, I could catch the um, full moon party on the island that is called Copenhagen. I think I said it wrong, but that's where the full moon party happens. <laughs> I did my research on it, and so I was arriving at like the perfect time. I was like, I'll kick off my Thailand experience with a full moon party because I wasn't there to to party, but I was I was gonna allow myself that one time to just let loose and kick things off because I was there. I was there mainly for personal growth and to challenge myself and, you know, all those deeper, deep things, deeper, deep things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, just basically there for personal growth rather than partying. But anyway, so I got ready and had to journey to find the train station and then once I found the train station, I would have to then find the right bus. So <laughs> this was such a challenge. I can't remember how I got to the train station. I don't remember, but the hostel dude helped me out. Anyway, so I'm at the train station and I remember I was running late and I was like frantic and running everywhere at like stopping everyone and asking people, how do I get to this um, bus stop? I needed to get to, to a certain loading area to find a certain bus, um, the night bus that was going to take me all the way down south. It's this gigantic station and I'm running up escalators and stairs and all over the place. So frantic. I'm sweating. I'm freaking out. I was like, I was, I did not want to miss this bus. And every person I asked could not understand me. No one spoke English. Um, 
But like finally, I eventually made it to where we load. Somehow, miraculously, I found it. Someone understood me. And I was just trying to say like, yeah, in the, it's like you're, when you're there, no one can understand you. You have to do a little bit of charades. And then when I went to load onto the bus, I, um, (laughs) I couldn't like, I felt so stupid. I gave my backpacking bag to the man and then I went to go onto the bus, but the door, there was like, the door wasn't opening. There was no way to get on the bus. And I just remember like, (laughs) I couldn't figure out what the man was telling me to do. I was like shaking my head and shrugging my shoulders, like trying to indicate that I was confused and didn't understand. Like, what? How do I get on the bus? And like, <laughs> there were like, like maybe like five Thai people around me just like laughing, just kind of because <laughs> I'm just like this lost little tourist that doesn't even know how to get on a bus. <laughs> and they thought it was hysterical. And then finally, one man like gives me a little like push, like a little nod, like over that way. And I walk around to the other side of the bus and the door is wide open. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so stupid. So like the bus opened on the opposite side. Oh my gosh. Everyone was on the bus already. Like they were watching me. They were watching the whole thing. I felt so embarrassed, but I'm on the bus and the night bus is not a fun experience. And I don't really have too much to say about it. I just remember being so uncomfortable. I tried sleeping, but um, the bus was so cold. Like, the you know, the recycled bus air and uh, just the air conditioning. It was, it was cold. And I was, like, shivering the whole time. I was hungry, so my stomach was growling. I just could not sleep. Um, but I tried passing out. It was a long journey. And I thought it was this was so odd. The guy sitting next to me. He didn't even try sleeping. His seat was up, like upright the whole time. And he just stared at the back of the seat in front of him. Like without any music, he wasn't listening to any music or anything, not reading any book. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I sat beside a serial killer. (laughs) That was so odd to me. So I can remember the first time I saw the ocean, like when I got to the southern island area um I was exhausted and delirious from that bus ride but I was so I felt so exhilarated and alive I was like there was so much anticipation for like what I what I would be discovering um you know I'm so far from everything that's familiar I'm the furthest I've ever traveled in my life I had never been to this side of the world before so it was so exciting to see this part of the ocean and see it for the first time and get a glimpse of it And then we went on to the boat to get us to the island where the full moon party was. And I just remember being just so in awe. It was a cloudy kind of gloomy day, but I was still just like, my jaw was just open the whole time. I was like, wow, wow, this is, this is incredible. I, yeah, I was like already in tears. (laughs) It's like my second day in Thailand and I'm just already blown away. So when I was at the previous hostel, I believe, I was searching up where to stay for the full moon party. And most people were saying, like, stay as close as you can to the full moon party so that you don't spend a fortune on taxis and tuk-tuks and all that stuff. Um, Because that place is, like, flooded with taxis for the full moon party because no one wants to... You know, you're drunk and you don't make great decisions and so you'll just hop in a taxi and then <laughs> you're spending so much money. So I didn't want to 
get a hostel super far away, but I kind of regret um, jumping the gun on that one a little bit because I met these two girls um, when on my bus or on my boat journey to the island, and they were staying a bit further away, kind of near this like nice beach. And I wasn't staying near them. And I was like, no, I just, I just, so that was, that's what I mean about like, don't book something so soon. Um, but I did, I didn't even take my own advice right away. Um, I remember we did decide they were like, okay, how about you get ready at your hostel? We'll get ready at our hostel and then we'll meet up at the full moon party. And I was like, okay, that sounds like a great plan. Even though I wasn't stoked on going to this hostel by myself without my two new friends and I did check to see if there was a bed available at theirs and there wasn't so that bummed me out but we shared a I think we did take a taxi or tuk-tuk I can't remember some sort of taxi it was weird I had this like open back and benches and it was really suffocating and there's a bunch of people in it. And so, yeah, we split that. And everyone was, like, getting out so soon to go to all these, like, hostels that were further away from the full moon. And then I was the only one left in this um, taxi tuk-tuk thing. And I was re- deeply regretting it at this moment. I was like, shit. Like, everyone, it like, hopped out way sooner. They're all in this, like, better area. It's busier. And they're probably all having a great time together and now I'm going off somewhere else all alone and actually the guy who like I gave him the name of the hostel and where it was located he's like I've never heard of that um like this Thai man I don't know I can't do a Thai accent I don't I don't need to but he didn't know where he was supposed to bring me um because he's used to bringing people to where my friends got dropped off at and I was like telling him like like on my maps me I was like it looks like it's by this like loop loopy area in the road and so he just dropped me off because he he was driving around he's like he told me he can't he's like I can't find it and he needed to go do business so he had to drop me off I was like oh my god you're kidding me so this taxi driver just drops me off literally in the middle of the street randomly and I have no idea where the heck I am and I'm like about to cry and break down and I, I do a little bit. I'm like, you know what? I just need a freaking beer right now. So I just go into this like small little cafe thing and order a drink. And I'm just like on the verge of tears. And I remember like this guy comes in and I'm like explaining to him like what the situation was. And he's like, oh, I know that place. Like not a lot of people stay there though, but it's over there in, the, in that like garage. And he like showed me where to go. And so I went it didn't even really look like I was approaching a hostel. Like I remember the outside of it was literally a giant garage and you walk into this garage and I checked in, I was in the right place and I get in there and nobody is there. It's like dark. I turn on the lights. There's barely any lighting in where the bedroom is, like all the beds. And I'm like, Oh, lovely. I, I am so great at choosing hostels. The, the very first one I chose sucked. There was barely anyone there. I come to this one and I am all alone. And I was like, please, please. Is, it like, is there anyone even staying here? And I checked and saw a few bags. I'm like, where the heck is everyone? 
So I think I just like dropped my shit off and I set back out just to go kind of roam around a little bit and try to make friends, try to meet someone around, someone who's staying in my hostel. And I did. I met some two other lovely girls, actually. Um, and we had some drinks and we were just chatting about the full moon party and and they were in my hostel. I was like, oh my God, finally, I met actual humans in my hostel and I'm not alone. So the evening was approaching and we all decided together, let's go out to a store and and shop for colorful clothing, shop for, you know, the typical body paint and face paint that everyone colors all over themselves. And that was exciting to me. I was like, okay, I'm getting excited again. And so I went shopping and I got these like colorful tie-dye shorts and I decided I would just wear that and a bikini top. I didn't want to spend too much money. And we all split on some like face paint and body paint and we were having fun with that, getting ready. I was getting a little bit too like too picky with it, but I did some random design on my face. It was really hard to paint. Um, and getting ready was fun. We were doing a, a little bit of pre-drinking, which was, it felt like high, like not high school, it felt like university again. It was kind of exciting. I felt young again, even though I was 28. That's still young, like now that I think about it. Anyway, as I'm getting ready and pre-drinking and all this stuff, I'm trying to keep in mind all these tips that I was reading about the full moon party and people are saying stuff like, keep your shoes on because, um, you might step on broken bottles, um, and you'll cut your feet open. Uh, what else was I trying to remember? Just like, it's often that people try to like spike your drink or people are saying to like, be careful of the buckets. Um, if you get a bucket, sometimes they'll like put too much alcohol in it and you'll get way too drunk way quicker than you thought. Like you think you're just, drinking a normal drink but it's actually like five times as strong so I was just trying to be like very cautious and keeping these like things in my mind and um so we share a taxi not too far because I'm in this lonely nearby hostel and you know we arrive and you know what it was a it was exciting at first lights everywhere um tons of little mini concerts happening all along the beach crazy huge party like the vibes I was expecting for sure but honestly I was a little bit disappointed I thought it was going to be more insane and wild than it was and it was it felt like anticlimactic I was like wait this this is it (laughs) And the bucket thing, like, okay, so I met up with my two friends from the other hostel and they came and I split a bucket with my one blonde friend and, um, just so I can remember who I'm talking about, she's blonde <laughs> and we split a bucket and we're both sipping out of it and we're both not getting drunk. And I'm like, we're like, what? So we go back and we order like, like a few more buckets. Like there's these huge buckets of liquor. And at one point she just gets her own and I get my own because we're not getting drunk. And I think what they did was like, just put a little bit of alcohol in it. So you keep going back for more and you're spending a shit ton of money. So it was the opposite thing that I was worried about instead of getting too drunk and then like spiking it. The opposite problem was happening was like we were staying too sober at this ridiculous huge full moon party and we kept buying buckets and buckets. We're like, when are we going to get drunk? Uh, We're too sober for this. I also didn't listen to the um, 
you have to wear shoes rule because remember my I have a shoe problem happening right I bought these shitty flip-flops I found in Bangkok because I didn't have shoes to wear <laughs> like proper like flip-flops I didn't want to be stumbling around these platform flip-flops that I had bought and so I went barefoot and yeah I did cut up my feet a little bit so that happened and also there was this issue where like I had to frequently pee and there was nowhere to pee I wished so badly that I brought my shiwi with me somehow um but there would be nowhere to put it I didn't like just walk around holding my 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 little penis thingy in my hand for you for those who don't know a shiwi or mine was called a wizzy it's like this little like tunnel that you press against your vag and you can piss out of like a dude I have one of those and I really wished I had it at this full full moon party because every time I had to take a pee I had to just go take off my pants or shorts and just plop my ass in the ocean and piss and often I would just pee all over my legs and I was just a mess (laughs) and it, it was just such an annoying thing I hated the fact that I had to just do that every time I needed to pee so I think at one point I was just like I found a bunch of toilet paper and I just like stuffed it in my little fanny pack and whenever I needed to pee I just found a bush instead because that was way easier than dunking my ass in the ocean it got so annoying but eventually we did get a little bit tipsy not as much as we had hoped (laughs) and we enjoyed ourselves we did a little dancey dance at some places and slowly the sun was starting to rise and the party was slowly dying out. Things got brighter. The world around us looked very, very dirty. It wasn't a pretty sight. The beach was atrocious, disgusting. So we spent like all morning just cleaning up as much garbage as we could. We did such a good deed. I felt good about that. Now, like the main reason for being on this particular island is for the full moon party and that's just about it um but I had about one more day left and my two friends that I made like from that boat journey over they were staying another day as well and so we spent the next day doing a little jungle swim on the other side of the island which was really fun and really nice and it was raining but I went in anyway um because if you can you must I'm going to always say that now. (laughs) Um, We did a little jungle swim, spent money on a taxi. I didn't really want to, but I did it anyway. And then that is the end of my journey on that, on Copignon and the full moon party and the jungle swim. And that was it. And then I was like, I want to go to Krabby. I want to see Riley Beach, that area that looks so gorgeous that everyone talks about. I was deciding between like Phuket and Krabi and I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to Phuket. Fuck that. Fuck tourists. Fuck where everyone goes. I'm not, I'm not going near there. <laughs> so stay tuned for part two of Thailand Tales. <laughs> okay. Peace out, everyone. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. Keep it real.